new Valentine's event. Visit DiamondsDirect.com to view the Diamond Classics collection, learn about designer trunk shows offering an expanded selection, and apply for zero-interest financing options up to three full years. Celebrate your love and save like never before at Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. Number two, Out of Bounds. William Quackenbush, Ben Milstead, live here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Mike Vaughn inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. You know, we should talk about this. You know, Darius Rucker is, has got the uh, Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert presented by Upcountry Fiber mm-hmm. at the Anderson Civic Center coming up. That feels like something that's right up your alley. I already have tickets. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not shocked about that. But tickets are limited. I was going to say act fast, but you've already you've already acted quickly on that. Yeah. They, there was a pre-sale quack. Okay. Get to know me, man. Okay. You know what? I, I should have known. Uh, presented by Country Fiber, Darius Rucker, Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert on July 28th at the Anderson Civic Center. All right. We are now pleased to be joined by Griffin Mazur, uh, volunteer assistant on the staff here with Clemson Baseball. Coach Mazur, hello. How are you? How's it going, guys? I'm doing well today. You know, uh, anybody who anybody who claims to love baseball is going to do well when it's what did Brian say? 67 degrees. 67. Little breeze, few clouds. How could you not be doing well in weather like this? Right, exactly. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's baseball weather. Definitely not uh, winter weather like Coach Backage and Coach Schnabel are used to. And yeah, it's phenomenal. It makes you uh, makes you even more excited for opening day this Friday. All right, so I am so fascinated to hear your story and how you got connected with this staff. You spent one year as a player at Michigan, is that right? Yeah, that's right, one year as a player. All right, so what happened in that one year that made you think, I'd like to stick around and coach for them, and then, you know what, the heck with it, I'll just travel a thousand miles south and join them at Clemson. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good question. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny, not a really funny story, but good story, so I had uh, – Went to UC Irvine, played there. Uh, my last year was that uh, my last year at Irvine was that year that the season got canceled because of COVID. Uh, got another year. Went in the transfer portal to see if I could play my sixth year somewhere else. Got picked up by Coach Backage, um, thankfully. And I mean, it my year there totally changed my trajectory, my life, my everything. I mean, um, just the way that Coach Backage went about uh, treating his players and running his program. I had always knew I kind of was uh, dabbling on the edge of potentially getting into coaching, and um, he just, him and Coach Noble definitely uh, pushed me towards that and showed me that I can just kind of do anything I want to do. And once that season uh, ended at Michigan, Coach Package kind of broached the idea to me, to me of, hey, if you don't get the opportunity to play pro ball, maybe uh, maybe come back and, and work for us here, and we'd love to have you. And ended up signing a pro contract, playing a little bit, and then uh, just knew that that's, that, that's what I – always wanted to do and that was kind of what I felt like my calling was and um right when I decided to hang up the cleats called coach Backage, and he without hesitation told me hey you got to get here man you got it you got to be on staff with us so went up there with them middle of last season when he told me he was coming down here he wanted me to come there's absolutely zero hesitation there's nobody I trust more and uh, not a better not a better college baseball coach in the business than uh, coach Backage and then coach Noble as well so it was uh it was a no-brainer 
you've been on the player side. Now you're on the coaching side. What's been the biggest surprise to you from a coaching standpoint? I think the biggest surprise to me from a coaching standpoint is um, is really just how different the perspective is than what you thought it was as a player. Yeah. Um, as a player, you tend to think, like, sometimes when the coach doesn't say anything to you, you think they're not coaching you. Um, and I feel like sometimes as a coach, you're doing the most coaching when you don't say anything to the player and you kind of let them figure it out. There were so many times as a player where you're like, oh, man, my swing doesn't feel great. Why, why isn't coach telling me to swing different or do this or do that? And as a coach, you find, I found at least, like, the more I say to guys, sometimes the, the more it clouds their, their head with different thoughts and just kind of let these guys play. Um, that's kind of been the biggest, biggest jump for me, biggest difference. That's a really – that's a neat answer. Yeah. Um, how does that apply to coaching catchers? What do you look for in catchers? How do you coach them? Yeah, another good question. Um, I think it applies a lot, especially to young catchers. It's such a tough position just to, to play in general. And then you add on the ACC, the crowd at Doug Kingsmore Stadium, uh, the expectations that we have for our catchers in this program, which is a lot. We want them to be elite, elite defenders, super athletic, be able to manage the game, manage the pitching staff first, and then obviously receive – block, throw, just manage all aspects of those games. Um, and so it isn't easy, but, like, you know, we got some young guys and we just try to keep it simple, keep it very simple. It's just a simple task every day, um, and they've done a great job of it. And really looking at catchers, you want somebody that's, that's a leader, that's not afraid to uh, rally the guys and, um, you know, kind of grab that pitching staff by the hand and show them the way and, and kind of just be a, be a servant leader. We talk about, a lot about that as catchers is, our job is to serve the defense, serve the pitching staff, and uh, that's really kind of the one big quality you have to have as a catcher. You can't be selfish and be a catcher. That's really cool. Um, I, the one guy that I'm so interested to hear people talk about is Cooper Engel because last year, arm injury a little bit later in the year, couldn't catch as many innings. And I'm sitting there, like I didn't, I didn't know all the time, but I'm sitting there going, God, this guy's not getting enough innings. He looks like he's got a great arm. He's receiving, well, like all that stuff. What have you seen from him as he's recovered, uh, you know, or recovering, I should say, uh, still from the from the arm, but in all the other things, the receiving and, and managing the pitching staff and those elements? Yeah, I think the one thing that makes Cooper unique is just his athleticism. And I know Tiger fans have seen it before with him playing second base and left field and this and that, and you see it behind the plate too. He yeah. does things where, you know, he'll backhand a ball and keep it in front and throw the runner out, and you're like, oh, my gosh. As a coach, you're like, well, that's not exactly how you coach that. You want them to block it. <laughs> but he did it, and it's like, oh, wow, okay, well, he can do this. So just the way he moves back there, how athletic he is back there is, is tremendous. And he receives, he receives well. He, you know, he's coming back from this arm injury, but he's accurate enough and plenty quick to throw. And, um, I mean, he's obviously a tremendous hitter. And like we talked about, like I talked about before, just his ability to um, connect with the pitchers and really kind of know what they do well and, and work with them and, that's just a that's a huge 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 part of what he does so well just as an experienced guy too he's seen so much seen so much baseball that uh, he can really take those pitchers and help them out is there is there such thing as a catching philosophy you know there's pitching philosophies and hitting philosophy is, is there a, a catching philosophy per se yeah i think uh i think all catching coaches especially in today's game are pretty similar with with what they look for and what they want um, Coach Backage would be the first one to tell you, too, like our philosophy for our catchers is we want them to play defense, and if they hit, awesome. But otherwise, we want them to be elite defenders. And I think, you know, simply to answer your question, I don't necessarily know that there's a huge difference in philosophies. Um, 
some coaches like a guy back there that can really hit. We're not really one of those staffs. We like a guy that can really handle the ball and defend, and any offense that they give us is a bonus. So I guess just in that sense, maybe there is a little bit. Uh, is there a young catcher, freshman, maybe a, maybe a guy who's been here um, that's, that's getting a, a little more of a look from you that can do those things maybe better uh, at a significantly higher level than when you got here? Yeah, I think all our – so we kind of have those – the three that we'll have and that uh, Tiger fans will probably see is obviously Cooper Engel and then the two freshmen, Jacob Gerald and Hogan Garner. Um, Jacob is super, super advanced with his ability to receive, with his ability to block. Um, it's like watching a, a college junior do those things. I mean, he, he is really, really, really elite at what he does, and he's such a, such a perfectionist and such a student of the game. He, you know, is not just done with baseball once practice is over, but – um, he really studies it. He really takes it seriously. Uh, he, he is, like we talked about before, cares so much about his defense. Uh, takes a lot of pride in his work. Has gotten a tremendous amount better since he's been here. And Hogan, too. I mean, Hogan, in terms of his ability to catch and throw, he's probably the best, best that we have back there. Um, he could really catch and throw. He's got a really good arm, and he's gotten a ton better, too. Um, he probably started out from, uh, you know, with the most room for improvement. But he's, he's taken to it and just gotten better every day, and that's what I try to stress to those guys is just keep getting better every day. And even though we got our first game February 17th this Friday, I mean, just keep getting better. It's a long season. We're not going to be just as good as we were February 17th and in June in Omaha. If we keep getting better all the way up to Omaha, we're going to be in a good spot, and those guys have done that. You know, Ben uh, was asking a little bit earlier about load management, and I'm always curious how staffs manage catchers and try to get them rest ideally what does that look like if you've got a guy like cooper that you're gonna put out there how would you ideally split up that time a little bit yeah luckily um that's up to coach package so (laughs) i don't have to worry too much about that but um ideally you want you want multiple guys that can do it and you don't want to just put the load on one guy um it becomes really tough in a 56 66 game season uh, to catch all those games. So you really want to be able to, especially when you get out of it, guys back there that are, are good with the bat. So you want to be able to, you know, three out of the four games in a week, if you're counting the midweek game, um, you know, probably you have a catcher catch three of those games or two of those games and split it up that way. Um, it's just, it's a tough position. And again, like I said, with what we ask our guys to do and be such juggernauts behind the plate, um, it is tough. It's mentally tough. It's physically tough to be able to do that. So I say, you know, three, two or three games in a weekend, and then three or four games, or two or three games in a week would probably be uh, what we're looking for. You know, we've talked a lot about the couple transfers that have come in and are able to maybe translate for the players that were here and, and communicate that way. Uh, you know, in terms of bridging the gap between coaches and players, you're not far removed from playing. So I take it no. that's a little bit of of uh, your responsibility too. Yeah, and um, I'm not too far removed from playing. I was teammates with Riley Bertram and Willie Weiss at Michigan. Um, and they're funny enough, when I was a new guy transfer at Michigan, they were kind of getting in their third year at Michigan and kind of veterans on the team. So uh, to see them kind of from when I first got there to now, both of them are just awesome, awesome guys. And um, they do a tremendous job of translating the message that, uh, Coach Package gives in, in the classroom and on the field and helping guys out. And we have so many guys that have taken to it that, quite honestly, I don't really need to do too much of that. I'm always here for guys when they have questions. But, you know, looking at uh, Riley Bertram and Willie Weiss, guys like all the guys like Ryan Ammons, Jackson Lindley, Chad Ferry, Ben Blackwell. I mean, the list goes on and on. But those guys have done 
a tremendous job of just buying in from day one and making it real easy for for me and just us as coaches to not have to you know push it on the players or, or anything like that tell us a little bit about uh riley and willie what can fans expect to see from both of those guys yeah two very exciting players two very competitive players and just some gritty winning players i think is, is the best way i could describe them uh with riley he's not the guy that's gonna hit 20 homers although maybe he will who knows but uh he's not gonna light up the radar gun on exit velocity or anything like that but he's just a gritty scrappy player can really handle the bat from both sides of the plate super sure-handed and one of the highest uh, baseball IQ guys I've ever played with. I mean, he sees the game so well uh, just in the middle of the field, the whole field, sees the whole field, can really defend. It's always the guy that's trying to make stuff happen, look for a free out on the field. Um, Tiger fans are going to enjoy watching him. He's a, he's a winning player and a clutch player, and he's one of those guys that you want up when team's down, it's the ninth and two outs, and you need a big hit. And then Willie Weiss, um, you know, he was a freshman All-American on a team that played for a national championship. So – I don't know that you need to uh, say much more than that. He's an awesome, awesome guy, competitor. Um, he's kind of got that closer look to him, uh, like a little bit, little crazy look in his eye, which is always awesome out of the closer. Um, but he's elite, man. I mean, his slider's best in the business. You could tell him it's coming, and he probably won't hit it. Um, and, again, just a competitive guy and a winning player, do anything. Both those guys do anything for the team, uh, and they're just tremendous teammates and tremendous guys to have on this, uh, on this squad. I think one of the interesting things about Coach Backage coming here is he talks about the tradition of Clemson, and yet he's been farther than Clemson has uh, playing for a national championship in a national championship series. You know that look because you're you were there, like you're familiar. What is what is that look that people are constantly searching for? That roster, that makeup, that chemistry that it takes to nudge yourself up to that level. Yeah, I think from a, from an on-the-field perspective, you always want to pitch, you always want to defend, you always want to uh, you know really make it tough for the other team to score. So usually having three good starters is, is awesome, and you need to have some depth in the bullpen. And um, Like Coach, Coach Backage likes, and I think everybody in college baseball likes, you like experience, you like athleticism, you like being able to you know, score in a bunch of different ways and not be one-dimensional, just relying on a homer, just relying on a double, but being able to get on and then move yourself over, move yourself to third, move yourself in. I think championship teams can really do that. And then just looking at it off the field, I think Coach Backett likes to say, and I think this is, it, it means everything, is how you do anything, it's how you do everything. Those championship teams are not, those aren't the teams that are uh, late to class or slacking in the weight room or slacking on this or slacking on that. Those guys really... Uh, you know, our champions in every facet. And I think that's something that that's what it looks like. Championship teams, that's what it looks like. And, and also just a, a sense of uh, player leadership. Coach Backage talks a lot about handing over the keys. And by the time it's May and June, we hand over the keys to them. And this is their team. And they're basically running their own team. And we don't have to do much. It's kind of just on autopilot. I think really good teams, championship teams, have the ability to do that um, for sure. And I think I see a lot of the traits those uh, championship traits in this team, Team 126. All right, final one for you, and then we'll let you run. Uh, you're engaged now, is that right? I am, that's correct. Uh, when's the date? Uh, the date of the engagement or the wedding? The date of the wedding. Uh, December, oh gosh, if I get this wrong, she's going to be mad. <laughs> you know what, that's uh, fine. You know what? I, December, we'll go with I December. I withdraw, I withdraw the I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> December 9th, that's okay. fine. final answer. All right, very good. Uh, how was, how first of all, how'd you do it? Uh, so actually did it over winter break, went back to, we're both from, uh, the same hometown in California. So 
went uh, back out to California, had the ring, had that deal all set up, and um, we actually, when I asked her to be my girlfriend, was in Malibu, like right near the beach, and so took her back out there, nice spot looking over the uh, ocean, uh, proposed to her there. Uh, don't remember what I said or what she said, quite honestly. I think she said yes. She hasn't left yet. So. Um, but, but yeah, did it that way and then, you know, enjoyed the time with our family and got to be home with our family a little bit. So, yeah. That's, that's cool. Malibu. Yeah, right. On Valentine's nice. Day, he's making us all look <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. My wife's working, so she, she didn't hear that. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. you guys. And uh, we're excited. And go Tigers. All right. Griffin Mazer joining the program. When we come back. We've got much more to come. Jackson Lindley's going to join us this hour. We're going to talk cheap seats. We're going to talk to Brad Owens. Stay with us. We continue on Hour 2 next. You can spend the new year on the water. Clemson Marina is here to get your family into the boat you have always wanted. Whether it's a 23 Triton fishing boat or one of our other great brands or models, we have you covered. At Clemson Marina, our certified techs will keep your Triton fishing boat running smoothly all season long. We also offer boat rentals, on-the-water dining at the grill, and a hassle-free boating alternative at Freedom Boat Club. Clemson Marina, your authorized Triton boat stealer. Don't you want to just sit back, relax, and breathe fresh, clean air in your home? You'd be surprised by the amount of dust and bacteria that is sitting in your air duct system and circulating in your home. Zero Res is the only company I trust to get my home insanely clean. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plower, at the Roar and get $50 off your next air duct cleaning. Use promo code AIR50 when scheduling online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Shopping at Ingles is where it's at, right? If you're on the run or you don't have time to make a meal, a trip to your Ingles Deli is the best bet for fresh and prepared foods to go. They have everything you need for you and your team, whether at home or at the tailgate. How about a beautiful arrangement from the Ingles Floral Department to give a friend or a loved one a nice pick-me-up? Be sure to use that Ingles Advantage card because it saves you real money at the 24-hour Ingles Gas Express pumps. Did you know Ingles has a great choice of gluten-free products to choose from? Go to Ingles-Markets.com and you'll find a huge list of those gluten-free products. And remember Ingles, too, for your family's pharmacy needs, including vaccine and flu shots. American-owned with locations throughout the upstate. That's Ingles, where you'll always find low prices and you'll love the savings. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Valentine's Day is upon us. And you know, your team at Reed's Jewelers will make sure you find what you want for your loved one. From diamonds for her to watches for him. Reed's Jewelers, upstairs in Haywood Mall, next to Belk. Endorsed by Roar listeners like Zeke. I'm calling in for one of your sponsors, man. Wally over there at Reed's Jewelers. Go check him out. They'll get you what you need. If not, he'll find it, and he will definitely take care of you. Zeke loves Reed's Jewelers. He will as well. Reed's Jewelers. Haywood Mall next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. 
Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Powered by UpCountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Every pitch, every at-bat, and every game, we have you covered. We're the flagship station for Clemson baseball. 105.5 and 97.5, we are the Roar. Our two continues out of bounds. William Plugamush, Ben Milstead, live inside Doug Kingsmore Stadium, uh, overlooking just an immaculate playing surface. Uh, I say this every time I'm here, but just a, just a shout-out to Mike Eccles, the great Mike Eccles, the best grounds crew that God ever created. You know, I'm convinced there's more than one Mike Eccles because I, I see that man everywhere. I do. I like I see him driving home. We pass each other on the road, and uh, there's many times I'm one of the first uh, of my type in the football f- stadium on a Saturday, and but I'm not the first because Mike's already there. Like he's there. So Quak uh, says that as we watch him uh, rake dirt in only a way that Mike can rake dirt. I there's a right way and a wrong way, and I'm I'm realizing that as I watch Mike work. I, yeah, I'm, and I realize I do it the wrong way. I'm the wrong way. Guy. I do it the wrong way. Yeah. You know the the right way is all. It always takes longer, and I'm just I'm just not willing. I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> My yard's not nice enough to do that. And but Mike Eccles, uh, he is overseeing a masterpiece. And uh, they are, have we have we talked about the steaming? Did, did did you mention I, that? I did. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, there's carpet around home plate now, and they are uh, steam cleaning the dirt off of that. Which I've 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 often wondered how they keep it so clean. Now I know. Never ever seen that. Uh, we're gonna visit with Jackson Lindley in a few minutes. We can uh, kind of put a bow on some things before we do that. I want to tell you about our friends at Clemson Sock Shop. If you want to get ready for Clemson baseball season, let's say. Uh, or Clemson softball season, Clemson football season, whatever your season of choice. Clemson women's lacrosse season, by the way, they beat the crap out of Wofford this week. Um, then you can go by Clemson Sock Shop. 
they have uh, over 1,500 different varieties of socks. Over 1,500, folks. And that's including all kinds of different designs and sizes and, and iterations of size. Unbelievable uh, what, they can, what they can give you. They've got more logos and more slogans and more nostalgic images that are being put on socks day after day after day. Go by and see their two upstate locations uh, inside Newtick Boutique on the Pendleton Square in downtown Pendleton. Or you can also go to Mr. Knickerbocker in downtown Clemson. You can also go online at ClemsonSocksShop.com. Uh, that is Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. That's a question, Quack, we haven't asked yet. Are we still a uh, long pants team or are we a sock team? Ooh, you know what? I You I, could get the socks with the stripe on it, I'm sure, at Clemson Sock Shop either way. That's true. That's In true. In fact, if you're not wearing shorts and those socks to opening day, are you even really a fan? I, I don't know. Well, especially if it's going to feel like this, you're not going to want to wear jeans to opening day. Right. Now, the sun goes down. It gets, you know, it gets a little chilly. I understand it. I would say bring a, bring a windbreaker. Don't wear, don't yeah. wear jeans to opening day. Wear, wear shorts. On the sock question, though, we both know, as I asked Coach Backage, you know, uh, small ball philosophy and uniform, those will divide a fan base quickly. Yes, they will. I, I can unite the fan base around this. I don't foresee there being any changes to the yeah, uh, Clemson uniform under Coach Backage. How about him giving me the first – that's my first lesson on program terminology. Because I asked him, like, here's what my team will look like. And he goes, I – I like that. We no, I really say, did. I mean my and – he, and he said, our team will look like boom, boom, boom. You know, I mean, one of the ways that you change a culture and, or develop it the way that you want it to be – is to be incredibly consistent, and that even involves the uh, the radio broadcast at times. So you need to keep that in mind when you're calling Clemson baseball, which you will be doing this weekend, I believe, right? Yes, I will be on. I'll be on Friday, and I'll, I'll have to go double check my schedule. As you know, these schedules are they are ever changing. Clock has people permanent. for that. Now. That's right. I do have people for that. Um, Friday, I'm on radio. Sunday, I'm on radio. And then Saturday, I think Tony Shufo is, uh, is doing a game on radio. So excited Pretty about good. that. As you are uh, jet-setting around the eastern seaboard with Clemson men's basketball. Louisville? And oh, Louisville yeah, I'm going to Louisville. Yep. <laughs> for, for an old uh, 7 o'clock tip. Is that, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> it's gonna be, I almost shouldn't even said it's that. It's going to be in the 60s, and you're playing baseball here, and I'm going to get to spend uh, Saturday morning in – 47 degree Louisville. Louisville. There it is. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I'll i get to watch a basketball game, though, which I'm always excited for. I am a little bummed I'm going to miss opening weekend, though. You know, I appreciate I appreciate the value of a good midweek home game, um, which the next couple weeks, Saturday's on the road. Uh, the midweek game is at home for Clemson. And, I like, we haven't talked about basketball from this weekend. I think this is a great time for Clemson to play a home game. Mm-hmm. I just think they, they need to get in their building. They need to play a team that they should beat, that they have beaten before, and get just get back on the winning side of things because you just you, you don't want to get too much further down that. Uh, I hate to exalt Joe Lenardi, but you just don't want to get further down the seed line on Joe Lenardi's little chart there. Yeah, and I, you know, starting tomorrow night, I think you have a couple of get-right opportunities. I would ex- that's what I expect anyway. The next three, 
you know, the, the next three, Clemson should be favored and they should win. It, I, let's just be blunt about it. That that would be my expectation. Also think um, I, I understand what people are talking about with bubble conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to say something that probably, probably is going to make some people frustrated. I am not in any way uh, avoiding the Clemson on the bubble conversation. I'm just daring the committee to put a team that's 10 and four in their league that's coming up on 20 wins i'm, I'm mm-hmm. daring them to put that team in the nit i uh yeah i'm not i'm not uh i'm not at that point yet where that needs to be a conversation because yeah. it, it could change a whole lot uh i mean we did we just saw that conversation change with north carolina in 48 hours that's exactly right oh so, man sky's falling again when they did yeah, make every so it three can, it can change in a hurry that's right. I do want to talk, if we get a chance to talk about uh, about that, I do have some thoughts about that. Okay, so. uh, let's uh, let's do that. Right now, though, we're going to uh, talk to Jackson Lindley, one of our favorites. How What's up, Jackson? Y'all doing good? Man, we're doing great. We are. Great day out here today. Man, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't this perfect weather? It's so weird because you think as, as soon as baseball season usually hits, it's just still cold as can be, but today it's just beautiful out here. You, uh, you but it can still change. By I now. was going to say, yeah. gonna say Friday is going to come around. It's probably going to be forty-five degrees. I, know. I mean, that's a guy, that's a that's a local guy right there talking from experience. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. But you know, I mean, you know that it's it's just it's just southern baseball luck that you have like three great weeks of weather for practice, and then you get you know, like you get rained out opening weekend. Mm-hmm. There's sleet in the forecast or something like yeah. that. You know that's going to happen. Always, always. Coach Backage said he was a little upset that the weather's been so good. You know that wanted his team to have some struggles with cold weather and rain and things. How do, how do you feel about that as a player? I mean, uh, for us, it's like uh, we're going out there no matter what, like whether or not it, you know if it affects us, good. You know, um, we're going to go out there and you know play how we always play, no matter what. But you know, we definitely like the little war- warmer weather, and we've been a little little spoiled with it being so good of weather. But we're ready for anything. You know, I, I know Coach Baggage really wants to get you guys in the elements and see how you respond. I, I like it, giving you guys some good conditions because, I mean, there's a lot of work to do. You know this. Mm-hmm. Um, where is this team right now uh, three days before opening day in terms of just being ready to compete? Oh, we are so excited, you know, going through the fall and, you know, through the spring. It's been, it's been nothing but excitement and preparation, and uh, we're – we're making sure we get all the little things right, which there are no little things to us. And so um, we're just we're just so excited to be out here and get ready to play, especially with the new coaching staff and everything. And we've put a lot of work in, and they've been really, really great. And, you know, we're all just so excited. With a, a new coaching staff coming in, is there one thing that you can point to say he they've brought this to our team? And – it's not just the baseball side. It's, you know, being in our classroom, talking about life, how to be a good man, you know. Um, we've talked about everything from finances to, you know, making sure your room's clean every day. And it's just stuff like that. It's, it's been kind of new. And, um, but, I mean, they, they've, they are hardworking, and they, they want to win just as bad as we do. And the, the standard of Clemson is to get to Omaha, and that's, that's going to happen. You know, it's fascinating. 
almost all of the older guys that I've talked Can I call you one of the older yes, guys, by yes. the way? Okay, yes. very good. Very good. I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> um, almost all the older guys I've talked to have said, like, what? It's been a uh, – and they – like, uh, I can't remember who I was talking to. said it was a breath of fresh air. and not Nothing bad about the previous staff, but it was just, like, the way that they're, they're emphasizing things off the field and talking about being well-rounded. And it just – it's almost like it was um, – I've used the example before of, like, wandering in the desert and finding a stream of water. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was that process like for you as you, you start sitting in the classroom and, and listening to your coaches talk and then understanding, wow, this is, this is just a, it's a different deal than anybody else is doing? It's just like everything's, everything's planned out. Like um, the, the way we go through our, our, our curriculum in the, in the classroom and how that correlates onto the field as well, but not only on the field but also outside the field. It's, we take all the stuff that we've, we've been learning and we'll use it with how we play on the field, but also how we live life off off the field and use those same uh, characteristics and, and traits and everything we do. And so it's just, it's been really great. What is, give, give an example, like something that you've learned in the classroom that's made you a better pitcher. Just, we, we have this whole process of um, kind of the mental game. We've gone really deep into the mental game and, um, Coach Backus has been great about teaching us how to slow the game down when, when it's getting fast on us. Um, when when we are, you know, might be struggling, throw a couple balls in a row, like how to zone back in and really get your focus back to where or back to where it's it's optimal. And how how to not to overfocus, how to just be centered and be present in the moment the whole time. And uh, I've I've used that. Um, you know, I've I've. I've known how to do it in the past couple of years, but now the focus is just that much more there, and it's made me better with how to deal with you know adversity and um, learning from failure, and um, that's that's one thing I think that's been really big, and it's helped for all the guys. You know, I see stuff with the freshmen that um, they're so much better at that I wasn't as good at when when I was a freshman, but we as a team have just all bought into that and bought into, you know, being you know, the best we can and putting all our focus into uh, the team itself and growing as a program. You are one of the elder statesmen on the team. You're also one of the leaders. Who would you say makes up that leadership core that is not only trying to lead this group of guys, but also sort of be that year one bridge between a new coaching staff and maybe some of the younger players. And what's crazy is that I could call each one, every single every single guy on this team a leader because that's another one of the one of the big things we've been talking about learning about is how to be a good leader. Um, what what characteristics do you need and do you need to show about being a good leader? And every I know every single guy on this team knows how to do that and. Every single guy will be a leader one day, and uh, but I mean some of the guys like especially the the transfers Riley and uh, Willie that came from Michigan they've helped a lot just from uh, knowing this coaching staff before and kind of bridging bridging that um, unknown really quick and really easy uh, for like the guys that have been here and even the newcomers and so those two have helped a lot and you know, a bunch of the older guys but like I said it's like. It's hard because you can't really pick out just a couple leaders because there's so many. 
And I think that's what's going to make this team really, really well-connected and uh, centered together. Are there things you ask Riley and Willie about Coach Backage and this staff that you can share? I mean, I would imagine it was reassuring to have one of your own there that you could ask him. Also, are there things about Clemson that maybe they ask you? Oh, yeah. I mean, they they have – I know they have fallen in love with this place, you know, whether it's the, the weather or just uh, – the campus and everything. I mean, it, they 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 loved Michigan and they love here now and and so um, you know. Uh, but like when they came in, it was just like like what what do you, what what's kind of the um, main things that like we're gonna we're gonna do like that we we were all asking and stuff and they're like we're not gonna tell you right now we're we're gonna let y'all find out and and. Um, it kind of, we kind of, so everybody kind of went. They had a little bit of background on it, but everybody kind of went it, went into it with an unknown. But I think that was such a great thing to do because we were able to take it in ourselves and, you know, react to it. And it, and it's been, you know, just a whirlwind of good things and you know working hard together. And that the aspects that package brings to the, to the table have just grown a lot on us. What what is it that really pushes the coaches' buttons? Uh, oh, great question! <laughs> <laughs> Being on time, it, you can. If you're on time, you're late. And I, luckily, I, we—that's kind of big pet peeve, pet peeve of the team. If you're on time, you're late. And you know, if you're late, we're we're running. And <laughs> and so, but making sure just we're we're clean. You know, the locker rooms uh, recruit ready. Um, you know, facial hair cleaned it all up. Make sure everybody's clean shaven, and. Um, but just making sure you're working hard, like nobody's slacking, everybody's giving it a hundred ten percent every time, and um, you know everybody's working hard and putting in their all. It's it's a happy family. <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, I'm a little nervous. My my beard's a little unkempt. I've been traveling, <laughs> and uh, coach has already called him down. I'm for on some time. Of his, uh, that's so right. The vocabulary. Vocab- yeah, I said my, and he's like, "No, we don't say I, me, and my." So we like we we did all that. So I'm just you, you know this tighten this up. Man, oh man, oh big time, big time. Mm-hmm. Um, you you've been here a million years. Like you've seen a lot of things. You've filled a lot of roles. Mm-hmm. What do you envision your role being on this pitching staff? You know, whatever whatever the the coaching staff uh, wants. You know, whether it's out of the bullpen or or doing whatever. I we. We feel like that any any role you have on the team, whether it's coming out of the bullpen, starting, or if you're you're in the bunker, um, it's it's just as important as being the Friday night guy. And so, what, whatever role that it comes to to us and um, where we're at, I, I'm happy with that wherever. So, what is the biggest point of growth? on the field in terms of stuff or execution or something like that what's the biggest point of growth that you've seen in yourself in the last year uh just mental game honestly just being at being able to hold myself to a a better standard with how how not only we perform but just um being able to go out there with the utmost confidence that utmost confidence possible and I think that's really grown. And uh, but other than that, just you know, working, throwing strikes—that's going to be a staple of of the program. And you know, we've worked so hard on it. But everybody's going to go out there and throw strikes, and 
you know. That's all we need to do to win ball games. Final question for you: What does life after baseball look like for for you? Any idea yet? So, I mean, um, hopefully, get the chance to uh, play professionally, uh, maybe sign a free agent contract or something like that. But if not, you know, I, I've got my uh, degree in business management. And so I'd like to go on with that in some aspect. And uh, I'm doing an athletic leadership program right now for uh, grad school. And so if, you know, a coaching role um, presents itself, that it'll help me with that too. And so, uh, you know, all I've known is baseball. And so that's kind of what I want to do. But if something else provides an opportunity, then we'll be doing that. I love it. Jackson, thank you for the time. Yes, sir. Really appreciate it. And uh, I know you're excited about uh, oh, yeah. one more opening day in a Clemson uniform. Definitely. It's going to be it's gonna be bittersweet. But um, I thought last year was it. But now I got I got the opportunity to come back this year. And I'm so, so glad I, you know, chose that. And um, I'm so excited. It's going to be a fun year. Awesome. Best of luck this weekend. Appreciate you all. All right. Jackson Lindley joining the program. T.O. Hannah's finest. When we come back, we'll finish up Hour 2 live from Clemson next. Valentine's treat her to a day of relaxation and rejuvenation at Lilia Day Spa, Anderson's premier spa. Their therapists are ready to restore her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private environment. Select from the Sweet Treat Package, the Be Mine Package, Cupid's Holiday, or the Sweetheart Package. Or let Lilia Day Spa create something special for her. A gift certificate from Lilia Day Spa is ideal for Valentine's and shows her you care. 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. Lilia Day Spa, Anderson's premier spa. What if there was a paint that made you look at paint differently? One that completely rewrote paint's genetic code so it can strengthen any color. What if it's built with better ingredients, even given superpowers? Since Benjamin Moore reinvented the way paint is made, it makes you wonder, is it still paint? Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. The Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. Your independent, local Benjamin Moore paint retailer. Rely on the pros in EnviroMulch for all your outdoor needs. They have an assortment of mulch, riverstone, dirt, sand, gravel, straw, and much more. Choose EnviroMulch. Make your yard look amazing during the colder months ahead. Order at EnviroMulchOnline.com. Go Tigers. It's a new year, and I've got one piece of advice for you. If you're still belly aching about being fat, being tired, and not performing when it counts, you need to get up off that couch and book an appointment at Low Country Mail today. TRT plans start at $220 a month and include testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We offer weight loss plans, peptide plans, and IV therapy. Stop making excuses and take action. Lord knows the world doesn't need any more beta males. Make men men again. LowCountryMail.com. Buying a newer pre-owned vehicle can be a challenging task. The George Coleman Ford team strives to change that. Perhaps that's why their online reviews and multiple Ford President's Awards speak volumes. And with new inventory arriving monthly, you can find the vehicle you've been looking for or have George Coleman Ford order one for you. Never any hidden fees or phantom charges at George Coleman Ford. Plain and simple, old-fashioned, honest business. The best is found in Traveler's Rest. George Coleman Ford. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. 
On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. Some people would like to tell you that when it comes to fixing ED, one size fits all. That's just not true. But a guarantee is true for everyone at the Greenville Men's Clinic. An intimacy guarantee. That's right. If you don't perform, you don't pay. How are we able to do this? It's simple. Our experienced licensed providers have treated over 35,000 men, so we know a thing or two about ED. We are able to offer the latest technologies and documented clinical pathways to resolve your ED once and for all. Prestigious institutions like the Cleveland Clinic and Cambridge have shown our technology to be safe and effective. So for a limited time, we're offering a free physician consultation and medical assessment. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Trust the Greenville Men's Clinic. Trust the Intimacy Guarantee. Call the Greenville Men's Clinic today at 864-301-1111. 301-1111. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. He can absolutely move in a different direction quickly without warning. Where every day is game day. Say hey. Say who. Say Willie. Say hey. Say who. Swing it at the plate. Say hey. I know this one. You sure? I do. I do know this one. This is the. Uh, this is where I can stop being a whippersnapper and I can start loving baseball again. <laughs> Hour two continues out of bounds here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Excited to be live on site today, and a couple more interviews coming in hour three. We're going to go to the phones. Clinton Greenville's got a question, but before we do that, I want to tell you about good decision making. You know, we heard about Caden Grice making good decisions at the plate. That's I know music to the ears of a lot of Clemson baseball fans. Well, we're trying to help our kids make good decisions in the classroom. We're trying to help kids make good decisions in their social lives. That's where parents sometimes need help. Look, I, I, I'm I'm telling you, parents, it's a hard job. Ben is nodding emphatically. Look, I, I mean, I, I've got three boys at various ages of and, and times of their life. It is uh, – I never would have imagined it being – difficult to have those kinds of conver- knowing how to have those kinds of conversations with your kids it's hard enough to ask them about things they like is what i hear that's the truth <laughs> and so uh trying to figure out how to ask them about things like drugs alcohol vaping just making making sound long-term good life decisions it can be challenging and that's where the phoenix center comes in phoenixcenter.org checking a resource helping parents helping other people in the community to reinforce those messages. They've got great ideas, great strategies, uh, great ways to weave those themes in and out of normal conversations. One more time, that's phoenixcenter.org. Check under resources. Let's go to Clint in Greenville, who is up with us next on the phone, 654-ROAR. Time for maybe a call or two in this segment. Also, the Adams Co-Roofing text line, 654-7627. What's up, Clint? Hey, guys. Boy, y'all picked a perfect day to be on the ball field. I mean, just yes, glorious. Sir. 
you you couldn't perhaps snap some pictures and put them on TigerNet, could you? Well, not on TigerNet because we've got our own website, Clint. <laughs> we'll get some out there, man. We sure will. Yeah, do that. Do that. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to, to interview the, the head coach, but has he, to your knowledge, specified any particular uh, strengths of the team and then maybe some phases or things they need to work on more? Have you ever gotten into that kind of discussion? Uh, a couple things on that. First, we did talk to Eric Backage. If you missed that, you can hear it. Uh, hour one. It's a, the last segment of hour one. We talked to uh, uh, we talked to uh, Schnabel, Bellinger, and Backage in hour one. It, it was three great conversations. He, he is talking yeah. in a little bit of different terms. Um, he he did say that, uh, and we've heard this multiple times. He talked about the speed of the team and the talent of the team. Um, he also talked about maybe in the outfield there's a couple injuries that they're going to have to work around. So I think you can uh, read between the lines there that uh, maybe he's, uh, he's, he's not quite as set on that. But infield's pretty set. He feels good about his options uh, on the mound. And um, I, he has said multiple times that it is maybe the deepest – most talented group that he's coached in other words he's coached some high level players but never a roster that's this deep and so you know where uh, folks you know some other places or, or folks here at Clemson might see the warts in the roster I think he's coming from a place where you had to develop players out of much more raw clay than what he's seeing right here and so I I I, I think that's a, an interesting perspective he's bringing to the table he he's not really talking Ben you may have heard some different I don't I don't hear him talking as much about strengths and weaknesses as much as, you know, there's a lot of potential solutions here, and uh, they've just got to figure out how to put them in the right spot. Yeah, Clint, he, you know, at one point, one of the coaches did refer to the infield as the potential of being an elite infield. And uh, then there's been some discussion today about just the approach at the plate through camp. Uh, guys like Caden Grice just – maybe a little different approach that seems to be paying off realizing that you haven't faced another opponent yet, but I, I think they like what they see, you know, in terms of maybe the coachability and changing some habits and things like that from, from some of the players uh, that were, were here on the roster. That fair. You think? Well, uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's what we heard. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait. A couple of quick basketball notes. I think I listened to uh, Ben and Mark yesterday about, Tiger basketball, and they were kind of the opinion Clemson really needs to go four and two on the last six games to get in to that uh, top four, I guess it is, for the double bye. Even if they do that, which is kind of questionable now, there's no guarantee that they would even get in the tournament at that point. Would they have to win maybe a couple games in the tournament maybe to get, get a little clout to where they, they're not right on the bubble like, like they are now? It's a good question, Clint. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. I I think if they go four and two, that it's a it's a moot point. The way that I framed that yesterday, Quack, and interested to know if you agree with this. I think you find you. My mind tells me you need to find five more wins, but before selection Sunday. So whether that be in the regular season or you have to do that in the ACC tournament, you know I. I would, I, I guess the way that plays out for me kind of is four and two in regular season, and then you win, you know, at least one in the ACC tournament. Uh, you that there's your there's your five, five more wins. Um, also, 
you don't know what happens to the rest of the pool of teams around you. I mean, it that might not be a good enough. Then again, that might be more than good enough. There's still, you know, it's still, I know it's kind of cliche, but there's a lot of ball to play still. Well, and like this week, we've got, You've got uh, Florida State at home and Louisville on the road. Neither one of those is going to help you from a resume standpoint. So I think it also matters which four games and how you look in all six combined. Yeah. You know, once we know that, then we'll know, like, what do you need to do in the tournament? Yeah, and I, I've just I've given up on trying to figure out what happens to the net. I mean, you drop 13 spots after losing a, a, a quad one game on the road to North Carolina and, you know, drop like four when you lost at boston college i that makes no sense to me so i i kind of given up on even figuring that trying to figure that out let's go to cole and clemson who's up with us next what's up cole what's up Cole? doing great man thanks for getting in <clears throat> yeah man um i was just calling man what's your uh what are you most excited for in the eric bacchera um and like seeing friday with crowd man i'm expecting a large large um house the thing that's a great question, and you know I probably should be more uh, more ready to answer that because I've been asking that to other people today. Um, the thing that I'm most excited to see is I'm excited to see this pitching staff with Jimmy Bellinger because I think one of the issues that Clemson had last year it was a lack of command out of the strike zone and a lack of command in the strike zone. And if there's one thing that Jimmy Bellinger has done at Maryland and at Kentucky and at Florida State. It is they strike guys out, and they don't walk guys. And he's done it with all kinds of pitchers, shapes, sizes, repertoires, everything else. He's just a really good pitching coach. You know, a lot of folks talked about offensive philosophy and strikeouts and things like that. To me, uh, that was the thing that was most missing last year was the ability to command pitches in the strike zone and the ability to not walk guys. So I'm interested to see from Ryan Ammons on down, some of the younger guys that we saw in different roles last year, what that looks like from a pitching standpoint. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm sure we're gonna see a, a, some freshmen in the lineup. Do you do you know uh, who do you, who do you expect to make the most impact out of the freshman class? Well, this is a cheat, uh, Colin. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. I'm cheating here. Uh, Cam Camarella was a guy that um, that Eric Backage has brought up now multiple times. I heard him uh, say it last week to Brad on the press box. Uh, that's a that's a guy that's worked his way. What he said was into the lineup. So what that tells me is it may be a DH situation uh, because I, I feel like defensively your infield's probably set, and I think that's where his skill set is most notable defensively. But that may be a guy that you get two or three times on the weekend in that DH role for it, a little bit like you you saw with Cooper Ingle last year. Even if you don't have a defensive place to put him, you got to get his bat in the lineup. That's what it certainly sounds like to me. Yeah, that does. That's that's uh, that was the way I took that as well. And then uh, on the pitching side, I'm really interested to see. Honestly, the, there are freshmen that are there. I'm interested to see what they do with guys like uh, Jay Dill, a guy like Jackson Lindley, who's got the ability to be a swing guy for you. I'm just I'm really intrigued in seeing that the the year to year jump from guys who you know sometimes it's not better or worse. It's a different voice that you hear that can unlock some things with uh, with some of these guys. All right, hour two is done. Hour three, we're going to talk cheap seats. I'm excited about the 20th anniversary of the cheap seats out in uh, out in right field. 
And so we're going to have that discussion on the other side of the break. We're also going to visit with Brad Owens, and we'll talk some other nonsense as well, live from Clemson. Hour 3 of the program is next. WCCPFM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Skeptic about septic? Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Did you know your septic tank should be pumped every three to five years?